Welcome to the I'm Not a Barista podcast. We're here to talk about all things coffee, from industry careers, brewing tips, community support, and more, with some really incredible people who love coffee as much as you do. We hope their stories inspire you, because humanity runs on coffee, and together we can empower all the people behind every cup. All right, now it's recording. Okay, good. Excellent. God. What a morning. What time is it there? Um, it right now is five past nine a.m. Okay. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? Early. Yeah, good. Uh, day off after a while. Uh, finally, it was overdue. Yeah, chilling. Just um, cool to have a chat now. Uh, this is kind of nice. I have my coffee ready. Uh, oh, okay. Good. Cheers. It happened <laughs> to happened to come out quite nicely, actually. And um, yeah, very good. I think it's the first time I use the the podcast microphone with somebody else, <laughs> rather than just myself. You look professional. Oh, thank you. All right, Joe. Joe Lopez, right? You are based in London. Yes, I am based in London. What do you do? Are you a barista? I am technically not a barista. I am head of coffee of um, the place I work at, uh, Intermission Coffee here in London. And basically do every step as well as uh, campaigned by one of the owners and the roaster. Um, basically everything from selecting what greens we're getting till you know to up to when you get served your flat white or dry soy cappuccino. I'm in all those steps. Okay, so so what is that position called? So that's head of coffee. Head of coffee. Okay, great. So yeah. you're not burst that you passed the first question. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we got to know you through the lately coffee drama in a community. Um, what do you call that? Yeah. The coffee meme? Yeah. It seems to, uh, you're doing similar things to uh, 50% Arabica. Um, yeah, you know, I love Alan. I love, I love the guy. And definitely um, it, it, was, it was an inspiration, you know. Uh, I've got to met Alan in person a few times. He's not just like super funny, but also like a super kind, you know, true guy. And then it's just basically share the same value in terms of like, we just try to look for social justice by creating memes and laughing at things, like exposing how ridiculous some things can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we um, I have never met Alan in real life, but we've been following him for a long time. And we know that all brands, no one can escape. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Earlier, we, we saw a lot of posts about the ninety plus coffee, you know, swimming in the river and brewing coffee. <laughs> I also, oh yeah, I saw that uh, you also have a few posts about it. Well, so, those, those are those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> those those are actually mine. Um, I just share the post with Alan, but those actually, if you check the poses, I'm, I'm, it's actually uploaded by me. Wow! Wow! <laughs> it's it's really that's your daily dose of happiness. Actually, just yeah. check the post in the morning. You have a good day. You have a good luck. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the the reason why we invite you today is we want to know more about what's really happening lately with the yeah. Sasha, the metal ball, Paragon, yeah. and with this squeaky coffee from from Thailand, <laughs> yeah. I guess, or Vietnam. I I don't know. 
what's really going on? Yes, I, be- I believe they're from Thailand. Yeah, so basically what happened is the, the guys at Creaky Coffee, by the way, which, by the way, happen to be like these fantastic human beings. Um, they have created a tool that attached to the bottom of your bottomless border filter that you can fit a metal whiskey bowl uh, that you would normally do it, raise the bowl and then put it in there. And that will chill your espresso acid brews. Um, this has been done for like decades. Like these, these has started being done like thirty years ago. With people would like froze their cups or like tried just whiskey stones uh, from the freezer to cool down the espressos. But what's changed now is that um, Nucleus and you know Mister Sasa. Um, have created Paragon. What is Paragon? Paragon is a tool, a brewing tool. It's basically a stand that has different levels, and one of the levels holds a frozen ice bowl. And then in some other level, you would put a, a cup, uh, you will put a brewer, a conical brewer, um, and then they call in chilling extraction Paragon. Right. So Mr. Sasa and the guys of uh, created Paragon and Nucleus didn't really like the idea of somebody else creating another tool that could work really well, uh, but on espresso rather than filter. So what they tried to do here is scare the little guys with lawyers and, you know, taking legal action as, uh, you know, as, as they do. Um, and basically try and uh, ask them to stop production immediately, or otherwise they will wow. recur, recur to to uh, take legal actions, which is the classic story where they just just seeing the bullying somebody that's seemingly below you will will work, and uh, that's the the whole thing will end there. What happened really was that. Coffee community, as fantastic as it is, sort of took part in this. And me, as well as Alan, 50% Arabica, or as well as many other people, started to criticize in this and obviously fighting these, basically about making memes to, to, to make it sound and look as ridiculous as it really was. Because someone really saying, I've invented this stand with a literally just a whiskey rock. That happens to be a sphere. And for him to say like, no, no, no. Every method that you use to chill your coffee, it's covered by a patent. Wow. And you should stop production right now. You should not be doing this at all. Um, otherwise, we're going to take legal action and take you down. And these are messages from like Sasa himself, from Nucleus or from Paragon. Like the big guys, the big companies, the big Instagram accounts asking for emails, asking for everything. What happened in the background and what Paragon didn't say is that they actually haven't yet got patent. So they have applied for okay, it. still pending patent. Yes, it's pending. So it will be now a shame if suddenly all the coffee community agreed to go and vote against that patent and they couldn't get it, oh. which can still happen. <laughs> Um, so if we all were to agree to 
stop Sasa from getting patent, we could do it. So, you know, it'd be a shame uh, for him. <laughs> I I do think that would be like the greatest meme of all time. He was a champion. I mean, I know. that's really bad news for him, right? He, well, he had everything just because he got greedy. He could lose it. And um, I think I, I do think it will be like the greatest meme of all time <laughs> in terms of coffee. Like <laughs> I had everything and I wanted more and now I got nothing because they got against me. And so basically what Squeaky Coffee has been doing, like they've been checking the patent. So I have I. Uh, I actually got the email with all the documents and everything. I checked everything. Oh, and so technically what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what the patent says is that they have, they have applied for a patent that will only cover that specific apparatus, like that specific gadget and only conical brewers. That's it. Not even espresso. That's really all that he says. Not even. And so what they're... Uh, which country? Uh, I believe they are from. Let me check. I don't want to. Say, I don't want to say it wrong. Anyway, it's not Taiwan, which is the one Squeaky Coffee is from. <laughs> um, yeah, this. Uh, well, you know, the whole thing just reminds me uh, what happened earlier that we we supposed from Onesie Presser, right? Someone else just told them that you have to take down all your products from from European shop because that the the hand grinder yeah. patent stuff. I and then I even remembered yeah. that Lance Hendrick. Made a post about it, right? But then after that, just we didn't hear anything. Yeah. I don't know what happened after that, but just, no, yeah, they just went quiet. Just, and they always do this. It was like, ooh, we made a mess. And they disappear. So, so, but the whole thing about this uh, Paragon now is, it's all okay now, right? It seems because we, we saw the post today that they, they sent the. Uh, um, yeah. So, in my, in my opinion, oh, by the way, uh, Nucleus is from Poland. Just check. Okay. Um, so it will the pat the patent will only be valid in Poland. Oh, yeah, the whole Europe. Europe. Um, so yeah, what basically is happening is now they saw the flames going up, and they saw everyone like taking part in this. Everyone like siding with Squeaky Coffee, obviously, because they're just like a small company. They're just trying to make certain things more accept more accessible, and they they're doing. I don't know if you've seen the actual thing, but it's super cool. It's a super cool idea. Yeah. It's super simple because you can use it. It's like a prong, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like the, pope, like the Pope's hat. It's great. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm sorry, but you can buy whiskey bowls for like £16 in like $20 in Amazon. They were invented before this. And so what happened is now Paragon and Nucleus and Sasa have realized how bad they're looking right now. So they thought, okay, well, let's let's make a statement. Let's say we're sorry. Let's say like some people in our company have taken matters too far or whatever, that we're really sorry that we didn't mean it to go this way. It was a misunderstanding, which is not true because it was like these accounts are probably directed to um, any message that comes out of these accounts probably go through SASA first. I don't think someone that has created this much of an empire, it's so dumb to just like go like, yeah, yeah, you message whatever you want, make my company look bad. They, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I don't need I don't need to know what you're messaging. That's completely okay. We're we're like we're not stupid, man. We know you're behind this. And and yeah, I'm happy to see that 
just by some humor and some memes and like getting coffee community together and all of us acting together as one, which is the beauty of this uh, industry. Uh, we managed to, in only two days, make them, as, as we say in Spain, put their tail in between their legs. It was a big bully move from them. So now what's happening is they're trying to make it look like, oh, it was a misunderstanding, blah, blah, blah. but I'm sure in the background they are still working on how can we get the monopoly of Chilean extraction. And I- I'm sure this is not the end of it. There's no way. Yeah. I, I don't think it is the end, right? It, it, it can't be. Because it seems too quick to have a conclusion already. Because it escalated very fast. Like, they, they were serious about this. It's not... Yeah. So they obviously now are like, yeah, you know, we were joking. <laughs> you don't need to be mad at us. I promise you, please continue buying our stuff. But then in the background, they're probably still like talking to lawyers. And then and then I, I'm sure within a week, yeah. we'll see more things happening. There's no... There's no way they're going to stop here. Because he's shown before he's a greedy man. Okay, t- tell me more about it. I really don't know much about this. <laughs> there is. And um, I could say, obviously, I'm not going to compromise anyone. But I could direct you to people that work for him. Say, like, yeah, he's got big plans like this. Or it's not the first time he's done this. He's done it to even smaller guys that hadn't had a chance. Because uh, at least Squeaky Coffee has, like, a big account. Well, big account, yeah. And he's got they got a big follow and they, they happen to have done the right thing and take it or everything public, everything to social media. But there has been some of the companies that had very few followers or they had hardly any money, like and they whatever they had, they were investing it on creating this products and they have been shut down. Which I'm happy to, you know, reach and direct to you if you want to speak to them, but this is not the first time. This is just the first time that has been done public. This is like, and same with, as you said, Comandante Grinder. I'm sorry if I'm giving brands, but I don't think nobody listens to this that doesn't know what happened. The Comandante basically started suing, uh, threatening with lawsuits certain companies that were also doing grinders. That uh, were, and they were saying that they had the patent for the shape of the crank the commandante does, which isn't true. You know, there were many attempts or many companies doing that type of crank or that type of grinder. Uh, commandante just happened to do, it, to do it better at some point and they got bigger. But again, they got greedy. They probably saw some threats from some of the companies. And what they started doing is doing the same thing that these gentlemen Sasa's been doing. It's sending message privately through email or through Instagram accounts and basically saying, if you don't stop production right now, we're going to lawsuit you. And that's that. No, no, please, no, thank you. But I guess this is the only way they can protect their own products or market, right? Because um, Hang Grinder, I mean, since we talk about Comatente now, we know that there's a copycat is like the same as Comatente. I don't remember the name of that one. I don't know. I think that's the best meme ever in the coffee world. They, they just, Absolutely. Every do is like the same grinder. Absolutely. We just change name and like 10 times cheaper. Yep. And I heard that grinders, it works very well. Yeah. And uh, I, I love when things like this happen. It's great. Because um, um, happened not long ago, was another company, Gabby. So there, there is this thing called the Gabby Brewer. 
is a it's a three-part brewer that you basically pour water on the top in like a cone that distributes it to a to like a shower screen and that goes onto a Kalita sort of thing and that goes to a brewer uh, to a carafe. It's very good. I have one. I really enjoy it. But then I think the same company that was making them for them started actually also just not branding them and then selling them like AliExpress and um, Wish and um, pages like this and apps like this for like a third or a fourth of the price, a fraction. So things that were costing like £30, £40, £50 were like costing 10 5 10 And they were exactly the same thing, except for like maybe some design arrangements or like some, uh, obviously the branding wasn't there. That would have been stupid. And um, the Gabby came out on Instagram saying like, take, they bought, which I think is hilarious. So they bought the fake one and they put it side to side with their products to compare and say, this is the fake one. This is the uh, the real one. Um, what I thought it was hilarious is that they only shown packaging because the only difference really was the packaging. <laughs> Anything else was exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> so they were like, don't buy this one because the box is different. It's not good. The box is, says different things to ours. Don't get this one. Uh, get ours. Get the expensive one. Which is fair because, like, you know, they, they've created a product and they obviously did so... Um, Invested loads of money on that and then some branding. So it's it's very upsetting. But uh, this is different. This is like, I'm doing something that is very unique, like Paragon is. That I've never kind of liked the whole idea of the, the whole set. I think it looks nice and all that. I never understood the, the whole set. Uh, but again, it's a very interesting idea. It's probably, I have tried brews with Paragon and without Paragon. It's, yeah, I guess you can identify certain differences um but however you you cannot expect the world to stop just because you've done that and people to not try and attempt to get better versions of what you've done because that's progress like that's why we drink arabica and not robusta because at some point someone said by the way this is better and robusta didn't come out and say yeah you can't do that because you know we've been doing it for a long time you you better stop that stop drinking your nice coffee and get to these yeah, black stuff. You know, it's it's called progress, and some people are going to try to copy you. It, that means you're doing something well, I guess. Um, yeah, exactly. If no one copy you, means there's no market, right? Yeah, if no one copies you, it means that you you should you should be the one stopping it. Because if no one's copying you, it means it's no good. I've seen people doing like training for Brewers Cup using a, a metal sieve and like a whiskey rock. Yeah, putting that on top of the brewer and putting a V60 on top of that. So it's like, what's that, like a five-pound setup? <laughs> and they were doing the same thing. Like, it's it's silly. So now, yeah, don't come around saying we invented this because it's not true. It's, it simply isn't. It's like what I, what I told you over Instagram. Like, if it's like Nike came out now and say, yeah, you can't wear socks because yeah, that's, that's not right. You, if you want something for your food, you need to wear our shoes. But we invented footwear so you can't wear socks mate that's a copy you need to stop production of that um yeah it's kind of silly kind of sad to see this right and i mean yeah in recent years we know patent is a big deal like especially in the pharmaceutical industry uh you know which yeah. had pandemic and we know how much yeah. money they earn those big brands their own drugs but of course millions of people die because they couldn't afford expensive drugs they have 
Um, but I mean, now it's in the coffee world. Um, it makes sense for a business to use patent to protect their market. But yeah. uh, if you say, okay, you cannot use this because we invented or we just borrowed from the same thing from some other industry and then now you cannot use yeah. it. That's my ball. You cannot touch it. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, Don't touch my ball. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if you know that we actually, uh, we're, we're in China because we are producing our own grinder as well, right? We have a hand grinder. I don't know if you heard about yes, it. Yes, mom- momentum. Yeah, momentum. It- so I, I think, I think we gotta need your help because definitely we have this to crank. You know, shape looks like, oh, looks similar to yeah. someone else. <laughs> but maybe uh, we'll mate. <laughs> we need your help and Alan. You know, come together and make make memes about it. Don't worry, we'll we'll start making them now. We'll just put it in an archive. <laughs> Whenever the time comes, we'll upload them. Cheers. Imagine that. Imagine how funny to close the circle. Oh, I go into the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I've seen it. I don't think you'd be in trouble. It'd be funny though. <laughs> yeah, but, but but I think you know it's it's gonna happen. I have a feeling that if it's not commented, probably someone else will come up and say, "Hey, Mickey, you are designer grinder looks similar to ours." We, we're sure. gonna do a lot of memes for sure. Yeah, I'll be there. It's all about money. It's all about money. Well, yeah. that's the thing. And, and they say, and one thing that really annoys me is when they come out and to promote things is like, we're here for like the revolution and for like, but when then, when somebody else does it, it's like, no, just don't do that. No revolution for you, mate. We are the ones that do revolution. We, we're the ones that do new things. We did new things 20 years ago. We don't need any more. Yeah, it's silly. Because it's like, we we want to own progress in coffee uh that can't happen like there's people constantly there's always someone someone that's gonna do something better than you yeah <laughs> like that is true that's, it's gonna happen <clears throat> that is why a company needs to uh to do more invest more in r&d and improve their product lines not use patent to protect their own market but should develop better products absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. and um i mean it's hilarious because um, obviously Nucleus has famously has loads of money because they do all the, they there. I don't think there's a coffee tool that they don't do or that they don't do well. They have marvelous equipment and they, um, you know, the, uh, what the NCP, the, the, uh, the tamper, which is like hyper expensive, but everyone seems to want one for some reason. I don't understand that. Anyhow, yeah, they have loads of money. So obviously they can pay for patents. And um, as um, as uh, Alan was saying in one of his stories the other day, which I thought it was hilarious, I'm going to try to to not say some of the words he, said, he was saying because it was a bit specific. It's but, okay. You can say anything you wanted. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Well, we would say like, because if you got money, you can patent whatever you want. You can even patent the way you take a shit. <laughs> and like, if any... If anyone else does it, they're breaking they're breaking your patent, and you, you can you can just claim money from them. So yeah, if you know, kids, if you got money, you can patent anything. The the way you pee standing, anything. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, the, the the fact that these guys are the world ruling the coffee industry is very scary. Yeah, but <laughs> what else we can do, right? To to save the the community. I mean, for. For me, I love coffee, and I'm running. I'm the barista. We're an all-for-profit organization again, 
So we, we do a lot of things, but uh-huh. we raise money and a giveaway to help coffee people. And then we see something like this happen in coffee yeah. industry. We feel like, what's the point of we're doing all of this? Yeah. <laughs> like we are trying to save the coffee I know. world and, and someone else ruined it. I know. It's beautiful, isn't it? Um, it's like, I know it feels like that when the, the barista example would be just creating a, like this beautiful recipe for this rare coffee that you just put in the grinder and then someone comes in and goes, cool, can I have that with soy milk and three sugars, please? It's like, mm, why? What, what have I done to you? But I think, I think the only way to sort of fight this is like coffee community getting together and like fighting, like not being afraid to fight the big guys and like, like Squeaky has done, take it, take it out in the public. Don't be scared of taking it out in the public because these big companies, the, the thing they're most scared of is losing popularity. Like the, the thing that, that um, Nucleus is more scared of is being the bad guy because they, they want to look good because they want to sell loads of things. So the moment they start looking bad, they obviously go back and say, oh, no, sorry, we're sorry. We didn't mean it that way. Sorry, please don't, don't, don't bully us like we were bullying you. I guess that's real. But I also concern that, you know, the bigger brands, they have more resources, money and better network because they have money. So they attract a lot of champions and champion use their products as ambassadors. And so when things like this happened, those guys with the voice, bigger guys, famous guys, champions, whatever, using their product or ambassadors, they will keep quiet yeah. all the time. Yes. And this is something that I, I see daily and I uh, and I have um, seen in competition as well and in the and in the Instagram, uh, sorry, in the coffee Instagram world, um, you see many influencers with like hundreds of thousands of followers of, or even like dozens of thousands. And um, they have been sent like the last thing from, I don't know, fellow or I can't think of any more brands for some reason. Anyway, for any com- from any company, they get sent things and they're like, yeah, I love this thing. Like, oh my God, have you seen it? How have you seen how how nice it looked? Let's let's um, let's test it. Oh, it's my favorite thing ever, and then you never see them using again. So uh, like, oh, Malconic this did this, and I, I have to say, I have a Malconic myself. It's beautiful. I love it. It's great. But what Malconic did is send loads of Malconic X X fifty four to big influencers rather than relevant influencers. So what they did is they took big accounts. That, and I've seen some horrific videos, like of great reviews, of very thorough reviews. But then I've seen some terrifying ones. I've seen some of the hashtag Malconic partnership. There was this girl literally taking it out of the box and dancing around the house with it. But it was like cool review. Like <laughs> it's liked enough so you can dance around the house with it. Great, thanks Malconic. Or like yeah, or just taking it out of the box. Putting it there, put it around the toaster, and then someone will do like a shot in a uh, a small set, not sage. What's the Delonghi? My lord, sorry, the brand is so bad that I forgot the name. In a Delonghi machine, and they will put like super coarse coffee. Make a shot with it. And the shot will be like twelve seconds, and the cap will be like super full, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, what a great grinder!" I mean, you could have done that with a pestle and mortar. To be fair, like. Big companies should be careful to what they send to who. And influencers should know their responsibilities as well towards the follow. Because, you know, if you see this world champion 
of this uh, national champion of this, this massive TikTok influencer for whatever reason. And they are always saying, oh yeah, I love this product. I love this grinder. This is the best grinder I've had. I love this. Uh, all this machine is amazing. There's obviously no trust from your following. They just, you're just entertaining them. But nobody trusts you. It's like, I do, like Justin, uh, Daddy Got Coffee. I love Justin. He's amazing. And he's really thorough with his reviews. And he gets free stuff from his partners. And he will say bad things if he has to. He's very thorough in his videos. He's honest. And he does a like. So he did a review of the uh, Pietro hand grinder, which I have tried. God, goodness me, it's like grinding with a brick on your hand. But he, he, he did a review that it really is. He did a review of that. And he basically said that there's many things I don't like about this grinder. And that there's good things. But all the bad things are a much bigger pile. And I respect that. Like, uh, Lars Hedrick is an absolute example of this. Like, he's honest to his own criteria. He took an, a year to make a review of the Niche Zero just because he wanted to be thorough about it. So he, for a year, he used it. After a year and one day, he did a review on that. And he was like, okay, so this is why I like it. This is why I don't like it. Make up your own mind. James Hoffman actually has people reviewing stuff for him, and then he does a video. How thorough can that really be? Do you have people uh, reviewing stuff for you, and then they tell you if it's good or not, but you don't actually take... I understand he's a very busy man, and he's got many things in his hands right now. Fine. But then be be clear. Be honest with your follow, because you he's, the, I believe, the biggest YouTube coffee people in the world. And, you know... He should be clear with his with his processes. He should be clear with with his uh, decision making uh, criteria, like why I like this, why I don't like this. His videos are getting a bit crazy, in my opinion. I have sort of lost interest. He just posted one yesterday, like trying every creamer for coffee. It was like, do we need this? <laughs> like, do we need this really? Anyway, it's for bigger market, not for you, not for me. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, especially coffee people really care about creamers. Thank you very much, Hoffman. And then you got people that's doing very well and he's not really doing coffee content. Like Morgan drinks coffee. Morgan Ekfer. She's fantastic. And she does, she's doing very well in the industry. Although she doesn't really post much about her opinions and she keeps it very just funny, TikTok-related things. But she's doing massive things. She's done so well in the Worlds in British Championship. So there's no need to be posting silly things and because she, she could do a good job, but she likes to keep her image just a, as a TikToker. And then coffee is more like a profession, but she doesn't really involve that on her socials. I like that too. So I think we give given up too much power, power to people with no criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's bad. But that's a trend of the nowadays coffee industry or the whole everywhere. I mean, everybody wants to be an influencer, right? So you can get free stuff. I mean, yeah. all the names you just mentioned, they're yeah. like the big guys. Everybody knows them. They have a lot of followers. Uh, companies yeah. will call them and email them. Hey, can, can we, you know, give you this? You can make a review. Here's 2000 or 3000 I don't know how much they charge right. for a review video. But for the small influencers, yeah. like mini tiny ones around the world, let's say we have one or two guys from uh, Azerbaijan. You know, the coffee community probably very small. You never heard about it. But probably there are one or two guys are big, yep. but cannot compare with James Hoffman or someone else. They want to get 
freestyle yeah. baseball. So they can review, maybe they want to share with their, you know, local coffee community. But, uh, you know, for the smaller ones, it's hard for them to get free stuff and they don't have enough money to do reviews yeah. like the bigger ones. So I think they kind of got stuck in the situation. I want yeah. something, but I cannot say my completely thoughts about it, right? Because yeah. if you even say something bad about this brand, maybe the other brands, be careful, that guy, he talked truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't want anyone honest in here. So who, what do we trust nowadays? Like we see, sadly, we see a new brand coming in the market. Everybody's using it. All your friends around you, they use it because they just send this small samples to everyone for free. Yeah. And then everybody using it, you think, oh, yeah. maybe you should have got one, right? Yeah. That is such a problem right now because like so many things, are, I'm just going to set an example here and I want to say I'm neutral in this because okay. I haven't tried it myself. But the new fellow scale, the I can't remember the name of it. It's the, the sort of round one with a square base. I, I don't know. It looks ugly. That's all I can say. But it's business. <laughs> However, that's that's just my perception of it. Doesn't mean it's ugly. It just looks ugly to me. Fellow is famously known for doing very nice things. They'll be too pricey. It's fine. They can afford it. Uh, but they do very nice equipment. Um, very nice glassware. They do very nice, you know, kettles are probably still number one to this day. I I, I prefer Barista or Felicita because I like wider spouts because I agitate a lot. But for someone that has to like slow pour and more gentle, Fellow is the way to go. But yeah, they did the scale. They, they chip into the scale game and they start selling, uh, sending scales to a few influencers. You have a few guys here in the UK that got one. A few I know, personally or not personally. They both got big by buying followers first. And then sort of suddenly the following dropped down. Cause, um, and it's so easy to tell because you just need to click people that follow them and then see how often you see like a fake account. It's normally like no profile picture, weird name, no followers on that account. Yeah. So they've just been buying followers, which is fine. If that's if what you want is just loads of followers. That's fine. But then they got the scale. They reviewed it. Say, this is so beautiful. This is so nice. I love this. It's super nice. And then post the video. I don't know if they get paid or not. I don't think so because, you know, they're not big enough to yet get money from that. And... I have then spoke with a few of them, say, what you really think of this? And they're like, yeah, I don't really like it. Or I don't like the way it looks, or it feels clumsy. It, it feels cheap. And I'm like, but why not just say that on the review? Oh, no, I can't say, man. I can't say that, man, because um, they won't send me more stuff. So you just did this for, you know, you just did this for the free equipment. Like, how greedy can you get? Do you just want free scales? Do you want free free grinders? Like, how many do you need, really? Because I I I do get free stuff just because I work as a content creator for certain companies. I do stuff for uh, Hario. I do stuff for Commandante. By the way, I have been shitting on them, so I hope that doesn't. Sorry, guys. It's okay. They know me, <laughs> and um, I and I do get things for that, and obviously. I try to not brag about it like, look at what Commandantes and me now. Because it's just a pay for work. But I don't need to say nice things about it because 
I've done my work. My work is just to do a video. My work is not to lie about what I think of the, about the product. I don't, I don't think you can trust influencers anymore. You can trust people like Lance Hedrick, or you can probably trust... Hoffman tries to stay sort of neutral in terms of reviews, which is kind of nice. Then you got people like, my God, I forget the names. Her name's Kate. There are a few good ones there. And also the coffee shelter, they, they recently um, doing review videos, you know, uh, I think pretty good. The first time I saw the guy's face, like, wow, you look like this. <laughs> you know, what's really funny, you know, someone that I like watching reviews from, I don't like the guy. I really despise the guy. I don't okay. like him. Tell me about it. Who is it? It's Patrick, Patrick Rolf. I don't Why? like him. So serious? I don't like Patrick Rolf. It's arrogant. It's he's all about his Dane. Come on, he's Danish. Anyway, this you is, know that's a culture to have a poker face to everyone. Because I, I live in Denmark for eleven years. I know their culture so well that how to be a Dane like when you're happy, you know, have a poker face. Yeah, yeah angry poker that's, face. I I don't know. Yeah, poker face. But I, yeah, no. and uh, I uh, yeah again it, it just seems arrogant and some, I just don't like him. However. Apart from that, I haven't got anything bad to say. I will say I like watching reviews from him because he's very thorough and he does say what he thinks about the product, except if it's in April. <laughs> if it's something regard, uh, regarding April, he's going to be like, this is the most amazing thing in the world because I've done it. Anything but April, he's actually very good. I like the reviews because he's honest and he's very thorough. And it, you can tell, you know, he's a champ. And as much as that pains me, I do like watching... Um, there is from him, so I'd recommend that. Then there is um, there there's obviously some channels that you can find. I could not name them all, but every time I'm, I get a new proto, I watch dozens of reviews about it and try try to look for so much info. And when I try to like research recipes or or like I got a sage brewer, like a batch brewer, I try to look for recipes on it, like just broad guidances of like. What's better to adjust the the water flow or the temperature? Like, what's best to do if you want the gold cup uh, results? There's nothing. Like, this really is nothing. But there's loads of pictures of people posing with it for some reason. So if you're looking for people taking selfies with coffee products, there's thousands. If you're looking for useful information, it's really hard to find. Yeah, true. Um, so you can't tr- you can't trust influencers. It just can't. You you should look at influencers, but nowadays everybody's influencer, no. right? I mean, uh, I was saying that everybody's influencer well, now. Yeah. If you have an Instagram account, you are an influencer, and they're just tiny, mini influencers. Yeah. Oh, you have five or six of this kind of small size influence, influencers yeah. around you. Everything they say, you kind of yeah. believe in. I mean, you forget about Jim Tolfman, but you trust your friends. Yes. Or Absolutely. Stuff. I, th- I think that's the secret. If you know they're the, I think. Trust if somebody that's generally things. bought something because they like it. Trust that because you don't spend money on things you don't like. And and if you do spend money on something and you don't like it, you also gonna be honest about it. We actually got some free stuff this year because we recently moved to China for the momentum grinder, so we can get closer to a manufacturer, right? So we set up a temporary studio. We gotta stay here for a while. We gotta pack everything, doing everything nice. ourselves. And we need espresso machine and stuff. We bought our own machine, but we need some small tempers and stuff. And then we talk a few brands. We got some free stuff from the three 
I don't know, top of HV, I don't know, three bombers. That's a really weird name. They have this espresso machines and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't know what it have a uh, name. 3MB bomber. Because, uh, like, mm, how can I make people not find me on Google? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I got, we got free stuff. We try it and we, we like it. We didn't pay for the products. But I think they're decent. And then they're in our review videos or just yep. regular yeah, daily videos. And uh, we, we we use our own money. We bought Kettle, the new one from nice. Time, uh, Time War, if you know. We, we had a short review. It's the one with the really weird looking handle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen that. After two months, after one month, we turned yeah. it. But I have to say Time War has the best after service ever, really. <laughs> um, we... we Oh, nice. Good on <laughs> oh them. my god. I think they will hate me so much. But we kept one kettle that we okay. we bought. And that's Barista's five gen. That's like a yeah. special kettle version. Okay. And does it look like from Barista? Is that the 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 looks a bit like the like an hexagon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is very special one. Yeah. I don't know why they are not in the international. Yeah, it's special. We we love that one more than Time War, so we'll have the return because you know, we use it we cannot use two Every day, just one is enough. I want to know more about you. Like, who are you, Joe? Like, how did you start in the, you know, and in the coffee industry? So it was basically my mistake, right? And <laughs> um, <laughs> I moved. I moved. I've always uh, I've worked in the hospitality for a while, but Spain is really different to London. I'm Spanish, uh, born and raised, and and there is more like speedy service. It's mostly like uh, coffees. Not really coffee as we know it here. It's just put some brown powder in the machine, press a button, whatever comes out is good. Put some really boiling milk uh, in there. That's good to go. Put five sugars in there if you don't like it. Um, now, when I moved here, I and me and my wife, now wife, uh, decided to go live together. I had to find a job. I was working as a nanny living nanny and um, so i had to look something for like serious income and the only thing i could apply for because um the only studies i have it's either um cooking or fine arts and there's no jobs for the, of that and i, I don't want to go back to into a kitchen because that's crazy um so i went into a restaurant they needed a barista i had to like relearn everything because I, I have seen a coffee machine before, but they had a Lamarch Soco PB2 group. Uh, I still love that machine till this day. And I was like, this looks weird. Where is all, like, where is that 50 extra buttons that mine has? Yeah. And uh, what is this, you say? A coffee grinder? What's that? How do you use this? Um, and so I had to, like, relearn everything um, within... A few days, they for, for some reason they still hired me, although I didn't have no clue. They must have been desperate. Um, but the uh, manager there, Rodiana, uh, I still love her till this day. She was so passionate about making a really good cup of coffee, and she will all every day she will ask me for one. And every day I did not do it right, she will chuck it down the drain and make herself one. And I took that as a personal challenge. I was a I'm not leaving this place until I make you a decent cup of coffee. So I tried to get better. I started to get familiar with dialing in and with like, you know, 
how the coffee should really taste because I didn't like coffee back then. I just saw it as like this brown bitter liquid that sort of wakes you up and want to make you run to the toilet very fast. Um, that's that's why it was for me then. But then I saw that if you tune in the right recipe and like you follow the patterns and, and you, you know different coffees taste different, I was started to get interesting. At some point, I took enough. I took it seriously enough to actually come in early, like try to dial in a perfect coffee and then do it exactly the way she wanted until one day she told me, this is a very nice cup of coffee and she drank it. And I was like, cool, what's my next challenge then? <laughs> and um, so I started. Uh, you're fired. Yeah, you're fired now because you've only been doing this. The bar looks a mess. Go clean it. And um, so after that, I started like trying different coffees and like, um, well, I left the, I left the restaurant because it was crazy. Like shifts were like 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, sometimes so it was like proper mentalist so i left and i went to um a specialty shop where i was a supervisor so i didn't get much coffee play around then i left there and i went to an actual specialty coffee shop where i was head barista and i started playing with different origins i could get my my own guests in i could do filter coffee which for me was like mind-blowing and uh, then covid happened i started getting more into like home brewing i literally just had like a blade grinder like one of them spice blinder uh, grinders a french press that was pretty much it at some point i bought a one cup v60 which i still have but this was only like four years ago and then i started getting really interested in it and i started experimenting with different flavors i started buying coffee from a supermarket but i started going like to um the nicest one that I could find in the supermarket. Then I started buying online. So that sort of escalated into me wanting to try the nicest coffees that they, we had, uh, experimenting with waters, experimenting with espresso and filter coffee, different methods. I could not tell you how many different brewers I have today. So many grind. I invested so much in, in coffee equipment. Like I could have seven grinders, espresso machine, batch brewer, I got like two, three kettles. It's insane. Um, obviously, I did Coffee Masters twice. I did um, Brewers Cup. I did Aeropress Championships. I, I'm really into it. So yeah, it started by mistake. It's just because my manager hated my coffee, so I wanted to make it good. Well, what a most beautiful mistake, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pandemic actually uh, helped the coffee industry a lot. A lot of people absolutely. Uh, to homebrews and then the whole market for selling homebrewing machines gears best time for the business yeah good times bad times at the same time but good times so so what is going on in your life right now um so i'm now involved in some of the roasting obviously packaging and everything wholesale i have um i currently work with uh this company called brew by hand which are uh, UK based they have they basically control social media for Hario Comandante Sage Felicita I believe and um, so I work with them as a photographer and videographer um, which is quite cool because photography was my, my other hobby I have like the, the most expensive hobbies there is coffee and photography I um, understand <laughs> and um, so I do that. And my spare time, 
I basically try to improve my brewing. I try to improve my espresso making. I got a decent setup here um, so I can like dial in for the shop and um, create recipes from here, um, which is quite useful. So my free time is coffee related. And when you get to the point I have right now, you don't really get much free time off work. <laughs> and whatever free time you do, you basically check emails, check the socials, and obviously do as many memes as I can. <laughs> well, I, I think that's good for you, right? When your work is too busy, then uh, creating some memes, that's just relaxing. Absolutely. Uh, just saying that you guys are doing a really good job there about the whole case. You know, the reason why we're here today for, for this Paragon, this whole thing. We're we're happy. Yeah, yeah. We we're really happy. And um it's obviously I see Alan and me as the instigators, but like what all those ramifications that came after that. Um all these I mean, I get tagged in things daily that I don't I I just can't keep up sharing them. That's why I don't share them because they'll be too much. Um the amount of people that have joined the meme creation thing against Sasa, it's wonderful. <laughs> like it has been hundreds and hundreds. So that, that's why I think they just saw themselves trapped and cornered. Because they saw that the entire community was going against them. And they were like, oops. Great job, great job, Joe. So guys, listeners, if you um need some help, if you experience some problem with the bigger brands, you know where to go, right? Tag Joe Lopez. And his Instagram is link is not the prin prince. Yep. What a day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, uh, for today. Really love to have you here and sharing all this information. Lovely chat. It, it, it was great. It was great. I appreciate you too. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for tuning in to this I'm Not a Barista episode. Subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at I Am Not a Barista for more empowering vibes and true coffee stories that connect you with coffee lovers around the world. You're a part of our global community where we celebrate baristas and their craft in everything that we do.